Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Brian. Hey, what you getting for Christmas? I don't know. I think I've been good this year, so uh, I might be asking for a barbecue distro box subscription. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day. What a great gift idea for that barbecue fan that you know. You can buy these and have them sent to them every month, and it's a cool box of barbecue goodies. Yeah, every month it's a a different pitmaster partnering up with Joe Zavala and Zavala's Barbecue Distribution. You're going to get rubs, sauces, access to videos, and access to a live Q&A with that month's guest. Uh, we've been getting them for several months since they launched the boxes, and it just keeps getting better and better. Um, and it's so much fun, like getting a rub every month and experimenting with it, playing with it, and then before you before you know it, it's another month, and you get an, another rub, another sauce. You get to play with that too, and nothing like playing with your sauce. Right. So if there's someone you're you know looking to reward this Christmas with a great gift, that there's none better than the Zavala's Barbecue Distribution Box. The monthly subscription, you can go to bbqdistro.com slash tails and sign up. Get that subscription for your loved one, your friend, whoever in your office that's a big barbecue fan, big barbecue nut. Uh, but it's a great gift, and the holidays are right around the corner. In Texas or out of Texas, send that box, barbecuedistro.com forward slash tails. Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. Actually, an episode. An <laughs> <This> episode. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Andrew. And it is our What the Heck Are We Thankful For This Year episode. Yes, and uh, you can be thankful that we're recording at all. <laughs> <laughs> for all of those that have asked where we've been, uh, we've been working. Um, a lot of work. Not, not as much barbecue fun the last couple of months. Uh, but we've been around. We've been doing our, our usual shenanigans. We just haven't been posting episodes for a bit. So you're getting a road episode. Uh, that wonderful hum that you remember from those early Tales days, it's back. Yeah, hopefully no uh, car screeching or crashes. But uh, all we have right now are the meat sweats and absolutely full bellies. Yes, uh, we are at the on the way back home from another very delicious barbecue run. Uh, which, again, we're thankful for. We've been doing barbecue runs together for a very long time. Uh, the the first several years of those runs, there was a lot of not great barbecue, um, and that's not the case anymore. No, one of the things, you know, back in the day, we, we were going to a lot of places that didn't have a lot of media because th- there was just less media back then. And uh, it was kind of hit or miss sometimes, and, man, we had some pretty big misses. I'm certainly don't like to name names but uh there's some places that we'll never go back to again and (laughs) And many of them probably don't even exist anymore uh but yeah i mean it would it was it would be literally an entire day where we'd go to five six seven eight nine places or 11 and and, or 11 uh, and we'd be lucky if we had one good stop in the in those yeah we and we'd plan our route be like okay well you know this one place will be good because other five or six we have no idea and most of the time they were you know we'd strike out but that's you know as, as many of you know at this point that is that's not today's barbecue landscape and uh, we're super thankful for just the explosion of barbecue in texas outside of texas uh that there it's just so hard to be in an area and not have access to really good barbecue anymore and especially you know texas style barbecue which we've said before 
when we travel, we really like to have the regional styles about barbecue other than Texas style, but it's everywhere. I mean, coast to coast and outside of the U.S., you know, you see these pits that the pit builders are building getting shipped all over the world. And it just, it's a great thing because that Texas barbecue that we love is everywhere and growing and the quality of it, the the standard level of quality is so much better than it used to be. It, it is. It's amazing for for those of us that have been around this for quite some time. It is. It blows your mind that you can go to 30, 40, 50, 60, you name it, places and get barbecue better than any almost anything you could get in 2014, 15. You know, where there was like a, you know three or four places across the entire country that that were to the level of you know 30 places today in texas and we're we're thankful for it again that's the theme of this episode of just you know what we're thankful for in and around the barbecue world obviously you know we're thankful for the normal things that most humans are we're thankful for our, our health knock on wood our families and all of that um, but just going towards you know the barbecue side that's just one of the things that both of both brian and i have talked about throughout the year really is just this amazing accessibility of barbecue it's it's so good so much everywhere and we eat a lot of it and it just it does mean that we travel a little less often than maybe we would like to because there's even places in houston that we haven't been to yet and you know a lot of people ask us hey when are you getting out to x y or z and it's like honestly there's places close by us that we haven't had the chance to get to so it's a great thing it's a great problem to have as a fan of barbecue um, and we're very thankful for that. We're very thankful for that quality. And uh, just everywhere we go, you know, it's just surprising. A lot of the new influences, a lot of the new flavors, people are, are exploring kind of the boundaries of what barbecue is, what we consider Texas barbecue, and bringing in their own cultures. We see more of that this year probably than ever. Yeah. And the fact that those boundaries are, I won't say they're completely going away, but that they get pushed further and further out and mostly for the good. I mean, you, you're always going to get some goofy stuff with, uh, with anything, but for the most part, you're getting some really creative stuff. Some people that are, that came from a completely different background, whether that's, they grew up in a, in a different ethnic household, or they came from out of the state, out of the country. And they're bringing those influences into Texas barbecue now. And it's super interesting to watch, you know, guys like KG Barbecue in Austin, who's bringing in Egyptian flavors in a barbecue. Um, it's just it's it's just one of those things that if if you had told us 10 years ago that we'd be we'd have that. I don't know if I would have believed you, but it's pretty cool. And, and to that see. it would be good, legitimately good. Right. You know, uh, that's the best thing that the people are taking these Texas barbecue traditions and styles and methods and retaining that level of quality, but then adding their own personal input and that's great because it's like you mentioned it's kind of pushing the the edges of barbecue but without without overdoing it or without making it an instagram photo like all that silly cheese liquid cheese i see on hamburgers on instagram this year you know we're not seeing that over the bun yes over the bun and all over the plate yeah yeah and it's it's one of those things where i think you know tex-mex barbecue was kind of the gateway drug for that where you know it's it started from the just the traditional central texas you know few meats staple sides then you know then we grew the craft menus out a little bit to where there were you know more, more creative sides and then you started getting the and, and one of the pioneers of that is a place we went today valentina's um, really started pushing that you know miguel pushing his culture into texas barbecue incorporating that together and that really was kind of to me was the start of it 
because Tex-Mex is a very familiar flavor to most Texans. We all grew up eating Tex-Mex. And so it's, it was a natural combination, I think, for a lot of us. Yeah, and like you said, I like the way you said it's a gateway drug because it was easy to get into and it was very familiar. The items were familiar, but yet at the end of the day, it, it still brings back to that Central Texas craft-style barbecue. Yeah, and then, like you said, from there it's expanded out, and it's it's been a lot of fun to watch, and I think that's going to continue to grow uh, you know, because there's there's no shortage of people in Texas and people in the country with, with different backgrounds. They grew up in different areas, and I think they've got a lot to bring to the barbecue world. So, you know, another thing I'm, I'm very thankful for, I think this year more than ever, especially how hot it was this summer, is the proliferation of brick-and-mortar joints. Yes, yes, it's been nice. I mean, obviously, we, we understand the, the cost and the risk that goes into opening a brick-and-mortar restaurant. Um, but from a, from a customer standpoint, it, it's hot in Texas for about nine months out of the year. And it's just it's tough to, to, to want to go to food trucks and outdoor experiences on a regular basis when it's we had like 50 straight days of 100 degree weather. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so, yes, those those experiences that are changing, both the ones that have already happened, the ones that are happening. Uh, Rahino's one that I wanted to shout out. They went brick and mortar this year out in uh, Olton, out in uh, Panhandle, West Texas area. Um, and then the one we had on the show uh, announced that news this year, Leroy and Lewis, um, another place we ate today, coincidentally, uh, which is you know slated to open their brick and mortar. Hopefully, uh, we're hoping early 2024. We'll see. I mean, obviously, those things are always subject to change with permitting and everything else. But uh, it's it's really great to watch. It is, and, and another thing, kind of along the lines of brick and mortar, a little bit is dinner barbecue. Yes, thank you, dinner barbecue. Thank yes, you. I mean it is. It, it was a long-held tradition, you know, and it, we understand why, you know, hearkening back to the origins of Texas barbecue that, you know, they sold out in the afternoon, they closed, and, and they were closed for dinner. And now there are so many places, you know, Tejas, Truth, Fijis, Regal's, Brett's. Pinkerton. Pinkerton's. I mean, that's just in Houston. That's just Houston. <laughs> that's just in yeah, Houston. Yeah, I mean, obviously Terry Black's and their numerous restaurants that they have. Style Switch has been doing it for years and years. But yeah, you're seeing not just the places that have been doing it, you're seeing more places at dinner hours, which is just awesome. And and, and different items at dinner, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. And a lot of them doing that crossover in between. Right. So you might have happy hour barbecue, which is even better. Right. Yeah. And, and and we we talked about this way too much as it is, so I don't want to get too far into it. But with the rising cost of barbecue, barbecue as a dinner check is a little more palatable than a, than a lunch check because most consumers tend to spend more money or expect to spend more money at dinner than at lunch and tying that back into it brick and mortar and having a plate and a fork you know a metal fork and a real plate that that just adds to that experience and you know if you're going to pay an elevated price you want an elevated experience and the the barbecue quality is great but you add a little bit more on top i mean i i'll just pick on one today i mean the the all of the different plates and trays we had at burnt bean today we probably had two or three different plates plus trays right yeah we had a bowl like, we had a plate we had a tray we had yeah we had a lot going on there you know and that and that's cool because again that makes it a fun experience um it you know your food doesn't get all muddled up together and and yes we we know where we all came from and when we came from butcher paper we came from no styrofoam. forks no sauce yeah we, yes. we the, the very bare essentials of what barbecue was but it's like, like we've been talking about it's evolved and so we're very thankful that that the experience has is starting to evolve along with it and we still at the same time love the old school classic simple 
And so, you know, back to kind of flipping in the other direction, I'm very thankful that we still have some of those legitimate old school places that aren't changing their ways that are holding fast to their traditions. Right. I mean, that's something that literally every year we're thankful for because every year there's less of them, it feels. Yes. Um, but but we are thankful that we still have some of these. I mean, obviously, the, we don't think that the stalwarts are going away, that the Kreitz and the Smitties of the world that, that are really these no. these landmark barbecue places. No, but we've lost Prousey. We've lost Taylor Cafe. Yeah. You I'm, know, they, and you know these, these places, a lot of them, once they're gone, they're gone forever. You can't replicate. You can't come back in later. And, and sometimes people try to reopen it, but a lot of times it just doesn't have that same background. Yeah. One place, I mean, going outside of Texas that I'm very excited about, uh, that I'd love to see more of, and I don't know how possible and plausible it is, um, Zach Parker, who's almost single-handedly been keeping West, Texan, West Tennessee whole hog alive uh, at B.E. Scott's for many years, has now bought another old-school place I, I believe it's about 20 miles from his restaurant and reopened it and, you know, com- continuing with the same traditional West Te- West Tennessee whole hog. Um, so I don't know how plausible that is to, to do over and over again with places, but it's great to see Zach heading in that direction because West Tennessee whole hog is really a dying art. And, yes. and it's nice to see that he's at least doing anything he can to keep that flame alive. And I hope that place is doing well. Well, and, and you mentioned it. I mean, I'm thankful that whole hog is still a thing and that many of the texas joints are still doing it not everybody not all the time and that's that's perfectly fine because we don't need whole hog at twenty thousand restaurants in texas every day Um, but i'm very thankful that we can still get that different type of cooking method different type of flavors and a different type of art altogether yeah it's it's great to see i mean it's again the growth the expansion expansion is another thing that you know we're thankful for because it gives us as consumers more options is people not just opening second locations of their restaurants but opening other concepts that that and and dinner hours kind of help with that because it helps you kind of workshop those things ronnie killen was famous for it at killen's barbecue he he started serving the burgers out of the barbecue joint for quite a while before he opened the, the killen's burger place tejas was the same story with their burgers that they would serve at the barbecue place and Obviously, now that's become a second location. One that just got announced recently is Goldie's second uh, concept that they're opening. Yep, Ribby's. Yep. And, and that's an interesting one, too, because it's, it's a new type of format that we haven't seen around here. So you get, it's a lot of fun because hopefully it'll give you, it's still, again, it's barbecue adjacent. It's really, actually, it's barbecue. It's not barbecue adjacent. Um, but it's a different menu and it's a different air, a level of convenience. And, uh, you know, that's, that's fun because it, drives a little of excitement without having to resort to um, some weird proteins or doing something really awkward. Right. And, and for those, I mean, I, I can't imagine that anyone listening that hasn't doesn't know this news already. But yes, uh, Goldie's is opening a second concept in Fort Worth called Ribby's. And from from what they've said publicly, it's a, it's a stripped down menu. It's not going to be another Goldie's. Um, it's going to be serving ribs, fries and mac and cheese. And that's it. It's at an old Sonic location. Um, and it's going to be a very stripped down menu. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they add anything to that down the road. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a different concept. But it's it's another way. It's another avenue of creativity. And um, kind of along the lines of not really necessarily concepts. And I'm trying to get a good segue here. Um, but you know, continued expansion into sporting arenas and events. Um, you know, I mean, Ronnie. I don't know if Ronnie was Ronnie Killen was the first 
uh, but Killen's Barbecue, but now we've got several others. Yeah, you've got Hurtado in, in the Rangers ballpark. Um, yeah, you're, you're seeing that growth. You had Zavala's open up in the uh, Dallas Mavericks arena as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's th- these are great options and great avenues for these barbecue joints to be able to go into to expand their brand, to grow their brand. And, and depending on the setup of it, you might not have to hugely increase staff if you're able to, you know, if you're able to service those out of, you know, either your original location, you know, where you're cooking all the meats at one central place and, and you know, basically ferrying them into the, the other venues that you're at. But it's it's interesting to see. I mean, there's a lot of places to to try to gain new revenue streams and try to find new places to serve either that product or expand your products. And grow your customer base and have people experience your food that have never had that chance. Um, you know, so it's it's great to see. And, and um, one other one, uh, let's talk about the one that's uh, a mile high up in the air. Fox Brothers. Yeah, the, the Delta Airlines thing is super cool. I, I really want to get, I want to be able to do that sometime. Like, I want to be <laughs> yeah. able to to eat the Fox Brothers Delta Oh, you meal. can. It's just, a, it's just, that's just a choice. Well, yes, I, ha- <laughs> I, I have to take a flight that has it. So, so maybe we'll, now we're going to start planning trips around what flights we can take. This is a different <laughs> avenue for us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to see, like, the different ways that barbecue is getting incorporated into everything now. Um, that doesn't always work. There are some, you know, there have been some goofy stuff that's happened, but the nature of things is, you know, if you try a hundred things, you're not going to have a hundred hits. You're going to have some misses, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's been cool to watch all this different growth and expansion and just moving barbecue forward. And that's another topic that, that Brian and I have been talking about that we're thankful for this year is there's still, there's, there's so many people and so many businesses in barbecue that help keep pushing this cuisine forward. Um, not just in Texas, but outside of Texas. Uh, one of the ones I wanted to talk about was uh, was Hector at Palmyra, who's another one close to going, going brick and mortar. Um, I know that I'm. I don't think they'll be open by the time this airs, but I know they're they're trying to open before the end of this year. Um, so it, that's that's another one that Hector has start, you know started cooking and serving literally anywhere he could around Charleston, uh, and now to see him grow brick and mortar and again putting that cultural influence of what he grew up into his barbecue. Uh, it's it's a and lot whole of fun. hog like basically that touches all the bases it, it, we've talked about pretty much and that's yeah, it's one of the reasons yeah. why we've had Hector on twice uh, is we, th- we not only do we think he has an interesting story but just how he how he's come up with this menu and how he's incorporated his background where he's at now which is in Charleston you know and and fuse those things together to where he got the flavors of Puerto Rico that he grew up with but you also have the low country flavors that that he's also grown up with and that he's now serving in that's that's always a good one um how about uh barbecue and charity there's there's a lot there's a lot and it's pretty cool to watch um just to touch on the ones that that go for uh, hogs for a cause which is an amazing amazing charity if you're somehow not familiar with it um, this is something that fox brothers home team so many different barbecue places have been involved in um, it's a charity that helps provide funding for families going through pediatric brain cancer with their children and fox brothers and home team and many others for years uh swig and swine tony di bernardo has been a, a big uh, proponent of this as well really supporting this charity uh, so much so that they started what I, I'm still bummed that we have not been to it yet. The one, one of the premier barbecue events in the country right now, which is Holy Smokes in Charleston, uh, which is a, a, a barbecue event, a barbecue festival 
that benefits hogs for a cause. Um, it just happened in November. You know, it happens in November every year, at least has to this point. Uh, but it brings in pitmasters from all over the country into Charleston. You know, the you talked about menus. You talked about charity. Talked about nighttime restaurants. We talked about uh, culture. Uh, one more on charity. Uh, Cody and the Hoodoo Belly Tour. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, my God. How much fun is that thing? That is. <laughs> any, got got any, my shirt this year. Any so. excuse we have to eat the crispy skin pork belly from Hoodoo Brown. If it goes to a great cause, I mean, that's just a double bonus right. at this point. Um, but, yes, the two years in a row now, Cody Sperry from Hoodoo Brown has been doing what he's calling his Big Belly Tour, where the, the famous crispy skin pork belly that Hoodoo Brown serves at their restaurant in Connecticut um, he's traveling all over the country, partnering with different barbecue joints and serving that pork belly. And they come up with a collaboration dish. And it's obviously different at every single barbecue joint. Um, and we've been fortunate to, I've been to the Fiji's one twice. You, you've been to, gosh, which bar one? A was you the went last to the bar A one yeah. that you went to this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, any chance that you get, if you're not following uh, the, the Big Belly tour around, uh, if, you, if it comes to a city near you, check it out because delicious food and for an incredible cause so let's talk about you you mentioned you know collaborations so let's talk about collaborations i mean like interstellar their series um great way to bring people in again um and it's kind of like it's kind of like everything's circular here hector was one of their guests this yeah. year you know yeah but, that's something that john's uh, been doing for years john bates has been doing that for years with uh different barbecue places bringing them in and doing a collaboration menu and it's just, it's fun. I mean, all the, I mean, obviously these barbecue festivals are, they've become a monster, honestly. There's so many of them um, that go on and they're fun. But but these these smaller collaboration events are a ton of fun too. And, and honestly, and they're usually a little bit cheaper than barbecue uh, festivals are these days. Um, and you get to just go and try different menu items. It could be from a place you really like that you haven't been to in a while or a place that's out of state that you've never been able to get to. It's a great way to get to experience their food kind of something that um, tickles our fancy on two levels is there's also been some collaborations with uh, some of the alcohol companies and bringing some of those in and we went to one a couple of years ago um, with Whistle Pig but there's been others this year there's been they keep bringing that in and I, and I like that as well not just two barbecue joints but bring in another t- another level whether it's uh, whether it's drink or whether it's another type of food even yeah I mean it's barbecues like you said the boundaries are they're changing they keep changing um and I, I, like i said the most part for the better and that's one of the things that barbecue is no longer just this little cafeteria meal that you have it, it can be this whole experience and to to bring in whether it's a beer sponsor or whiskey sponsor you know s- special event type atmospheres it's fun do i want to eat that every single day no but as a special event right. it's fantastic or and um the one with truth was at uh, Jackrabbit Philly. Chubby fish. Oh, chubby fish. Chubby yes. fish. Yes. That's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, truth, Blue Dorn, and Chubby Fish did a collaboration dinner. Um, chubby fish. Uh, you probably you might have heard us on a previous episode <laughs> talking about Chubby Fish, which is an amazing, amazing restaurant in uh, Charleston. Um, but yes, recently they did a two-day, two-event sort of deal with. Uh, Blue Dorn, which is a great restaurant in Houston, and Truth Barbecue, where I think the first night was Truth Barbecue, um, and I don't know if Blue Dorn was involved or not. Truth Barbecue and Chubby Fish did like an oysters and champagne night, where there were some raw oysters, there were some smoked oysters, there, there you know, a bunch of different preparations, and then the next night was like a, a seated dinner with all three of, of those uh, restaurants collaborating on a menu together. So I mean that 
that type of stuff is super fun, especially when you start bringing in other cuisines into it. It's and, and seafood, you know, which it, some seafood does have fire aspect to it, but you wouldn't really think like seafood and barbecue particularly, although, you know, surf and turf is a thing, but not really from a barbecue, more of a live fire. But we saw a lot of that in, in Charleston, and that's a lot of fun to see. Again, not to not to over talk about Hector, but but some of the stuff that's happening in South Carolina and some of these other states where, again, they're taking barbecue and they're taking their local cuisines and they're blending it together in a nice, for lack of a better word, and I don't want to use the word authentic, but a nice soft way. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's, it's one of those things where you have to, and I think for the most part, at least, especially people that are into barbecue enough to listen to this podcast, I think for the most part, people have started to broaden their horizons when it comes to that sort of thing. Is that at first, you know, anything coming into barbecue was this, you know, we fought against it. Like, yeah. oh, it was like beans and chili. Yeah, no yeah, beans and chili, right, that whole right. argument. It was, right? it, was yeah. that, it was that whole thing of like, you know, barbecue must stay in this one narrow lane and da-da-da-da-da. And, and over the years, between guys like, you know, the the first wave of it with, with Tom Micklewaite and Evan Leroy, those guys, you know, who, who really started broadening the horizons of a barbecue menu to now what we have today with people like Blood Brothers putting out creative dishes left and right. You know, it's it's grown, and hopefully the palates and the minds of the people eating it have grown too. And our bellies. Well, God knows our bellies. <laughs> our bellies have grown. Our accounts have shrunk, but but we've enjoyed every bite of it. Yes, it's. it's I mean, it's. It, here's the thing. We talked a little bit about this today. Like, what a time to be in the barbecue scene. Like in the last ten years, the last decade what's happened in barbecue it's only been 10 years but it feels like it's been 100 yeah uh, well i think there's been more change in the last 10 years than there was in the previous 100 yeah. i mean in a lot of ways yeah you, you went from cooking the same few meats and the same simple seasonings to these humongous menus of eight meats 10 meats 12 meats eight meats or eight sides 10 sides 12 sides five desserts a full bar how many full bars do we see in barbecue yeah, I, now i mean Again, in Houston, there's like I think there's five at least. I mean, it's you it's know, crazy. Not more. Yeah. It's crazy to see all these you know full bar experiences coming into barbecue, and it's fantastic. I love it. Not I mean, not just from the drinking aspect, <laughs> but but I mean, even from the business side of it, booze right. is a heck of a lot more profitable than meat. Uh, so if that's another way for you to be able to add profit to your business, uh, we're all for yes. it. I mean, yeah. remember. We would see people with with trailers that couldn't even serve sodas because right. of because of their location, and so you know they were hampered by that profitability of just drinks at all, and so it, it's great to see. And it, and it's not about the booze, you know, that's not what it's about. But it's it's about these places that are expanding and and widening their menus and making it again a culinary in in event when you go eat. Yeah, I mean one of the things that you know. We love going to eat barbecue with different people. I mean, it's it's great to have those experiences shared. I mean, yes, Brian and I can sit here and, and wax poetically about all these meals left and right. But one of our favorite things is to watch people have these experiences that we've first had time. for the first time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so much fun. And we've been fortunate enough over the course of all these travels that we've made some really good friends that I'm really thankful for in barbecue. None more so than the friends that we've made in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, it's really helped. It's enriched our experiences when we go down there, yes. 
and and hopefully you know we've we've gotten to share some really great meals with some really great people this year and and year and in years past I mean Robert Salazar who we've talked about on the show before has been such an amazing friend of ours down there and uh, so enjoyed uh, eating at all these different places with, with Robert um, Jorge Medrano who we got to eat with at uh, Annalise this last time you know it was it, it was fantastic to get to meet these people that we you know we've conversed with via Instagram and Twitter and whatever for years but it's great to meet these people to share these experiences with these people and like we talked about taking people for these first time experiences Cole Parkman is a great example today <laughs> I was wondering like, are we going to name some names yeah, we, no, yeah okay. you've been we naming can, them yeah, we okay, can name okay, the names okay. there's, there's no secrets yeah. here um, yeah we, we got to take I mean Cole had been to Burn Bean before but he'd never had the Sunday breakfast until today at Burn Bean yeah, and it was it was great and and you know Joe taking Joe down south this year Joe Zavala Joe meeting Mondo Vera uh, you know, <laughs> yes. was 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 an experience in itself, uh, and it's been it's been great to to watch you know people have those experiences to share these meals to share these memories, yeah. And it's one of the things that we've always encouraged people to do is you know, don't just be the the random guy who who goes to this place and doesn't really truly experience it. You know, and on the business side, barbecue is is stronger together than they are apart. And barbecue has had kind of a history and a legacy of being somewhat secretive, menu secretive. And we're not saying you have to share your recipes, but, you know, don't silo yourself off because on, on the consumer side, barbecue, that's what it is. It's community. And it's great to see when that's on, on the business side as well. Yeah. And so that's, that's been one of the highlights of the year for me. One of the things I'm thankful for this year is, is those added experiences that we've we've been able to have and the people we've been able to share it with and, and to be a little little selfish on the topic um, being able to host the uh, roundtables the citywide roundtables and this year we did the biggest one ever i think we were at 14 or 15 microphones was, which was pretty wild it was an ordeal <laughs> um, but what well, we handled it pretty well i would have to say and, and i mean great great guests and everything but but getting all of those folks together and listening to them talk to each other and just somewhat a, a fly on the wall, which is perfectly fine with us, um, but listening to them and watching how they react to kind of the elder statesmen and just watching them give this this knowledge back and forth has been it's been great. It was great to sit there and watch and listen. Right, and again, those those shared experiences. We got to have it again in Marathon, Texas, this year with with the uh, the barbecue pachanga that went on at the Gage Hotel. What an amazing event! Yeah, I mean, just and, the whole thing out there. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, not even counting the amazing backdrop of being in Far West Texas and and all the amazing beauty that goes along with it. Uh, but but just getting having these pitmasters come together in a small group in a small setting where they can relax and enjoy each other's company and and, and put out some amazing food but uh, you know and we we had a really great conversation just hanging out with everybody after after the event had ended and and you could just tell the the mutual respect and admiration they had for each other because they've all had different paths in barbecue i mean ernest's path has been different from leonard's path which has been different from phil's path but at the end of the day, they all end up in this shared business together. Uh, but but they've all had way different paths and, and avenues that they've gotten there with. And th- those type of events also give them more time together than a-, a festival might, where you're kind of in a rush and a crunch, and you're coming in from out so in from out of town. I mean, that was what was nice to see was was how relaxed they were, so they really could enjoy the moment. 
Yeah. So, so again, the, these smaller events, I, I think they're. I mean, I from the people we've spoken to in this in the industry, I think they're more enjoyable for for those people because, like you said, it's a slower pace and it's a step back a little bit. Um, but it from a from a consumer standpoint, it's a ton of fun too. And again, we're, we know we are fully aware of how fortunate we are um, to do what we do within this. Uh, we do feel we've we do feel it's come because we because we put in the effort and because we care. Yeah, um, things but, weren't given to uh, us or handed uh, to uh, us, and right. we spend a crap load of money on this. Right, <laughs> but 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 I think there's hopefully we've we've earned the respect of some people throughout the years because we because I think it's pretty apparent at this point that we actually really do care. Um, but it's it's great to to be in the position that we are to where we're able to again sometimes be a fly on the wall for some of these experiences sometimes get to participate in these experiences sometimes we get to work at some of these things and, and that's great too uh, but but it's been it's been such a thrill this last year we've gotten to do so many cool things and again I'm just I'm really thankful that that we've been able to hang around in this whole crazy <laughs> game of barbecue long enough to where we're able to have some of these really unique experiences that are that go far beyond whatever we talk about on a microphone and somehow not get burned out you know I mean it, it there is a lot of repetition lately just because of the volume of barbecue but you know you mentioned some of the events this year and how cool is it that we got to experience things where we had new flavors and even new proteins and new ways to present it and prepare it that was really a lot of fun yeah it's it, it's been so cool and again it's a huge shout out to to the people in and out of the barbecue world that that have let us in the door even a crack through the door <laughs> um, to, to get to know them to get to know their business uh, it's been so much fun we've you know we've just had such so many things to be thankful for within barbecue for many years um, this one as much as any other uh, but it's going to be it's going to be a fun 2024 it's going to be a different 2024 i think in a lot of ways for us um, but we'll get into that into future into uh, you know our end of year episode look ahead that sort of thing that we do every year but but just to let you know this this whole barbecue world it's going to keep evolving so for those of you that don't want to get on that train i don't know what to tell you it's going to keep evolving we told you guys like five years ago about direct heat you didn't want to listen yeah <laughs> and now oh, all, and now mean. all of you have big metal boxes that you're shoveling coals into <laughs> so <laughs> So just just enjoy barbecue for all that it is, and it doesn't have to just be what it you know what it had been for fifty years. It can be more than that. It stays in its roots, and I think those roots are extremely important. The the businesses that are the foundation of those roots, and not just the Lockhart's, but even Franklin Barbecue for that matter, which is the roots of so much of what we see today. Um, it, it's important that those places stay around and stay top of mind because they're important and they they mean a lot to this cuisine. Okay, two final thank yous. Um, the first thank you is to our listeners. Thank you, and please support our sponsors because that helps us continue to do things and continue to bring episodes to you. And the more that you listen, the more that you share our show, the more that you support our sponsors, the more we'll, we'll be able to do this. Absolutely, 100%. Okay. And the last thing is thank you to our, our wives and families and pets and whatever that we have but um for allowing us to get out on the road and do these things so much instead of stay home and do the things we're supposed to do at the house yeah it's a it's a commitment from from a lot of parties to to do this fun thing that we call a podcast or it it, it takes a lot a lot goes into it 
Um, a lot goes out into the world. Uh, we have fun with it. We hope you guys have had fun listening to it. To everybody that has shared an episode, that has sat at a table with us for an episode, we are thankful for you. Um, and guys, stay healthy, stay safe, support a barbecue joint. If you're if you're looking for Thanksgiving to go stuff, plenty of barbecue joints out there Absolutely. doing stuff like that. Instead of, instead of a Christmas ham, you can do a Christmas brisket. Yeah. Plenty of places. Yeah. And a lot of them are doing Christmas hams. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Sides. And I mean, there's plenty, there's going to be plenty of holiday options for you guys to support barbecue. Uh, if you want if, you know, if you don't want to do the cooking yourself, leave the cooking to the barbecue joints. That's an option. And it helps, again, obviously support barbecue, which is what this show has been about since day one. Um, and uh, that's, that's about all I got, Brian. All right. Well, thanks. We'll catch you on the next episode.